Around the NFL podcast is fully vaxxed. Skies out, thighs out. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Anymore. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I come to you from a virtual room filled with some heroes. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. All right. I mean, Enough. I know what that's about. It's about showing off the thigh in 2021. It's, you know, it's a little trend. Like, I got some new shorts. They were kind of like a little long, little, you know, Adam Sandler, old school basketball baggy style. I was like, this isn't the way it, it is anymore. You want to be showing <laughs> off those upper upper thighs, that meat. Yep. It, someone is asking for you to do that for them, Greg? Or this no, is something, something that you're is. choosing to do, Clearly right? not my, clearly not Emika, who's uh, buying the shorts, but uh, see that? I, I want to show it off. I'm... See, the, see the cut there? That's, it's a shorter cut. That's in now. Your like... uh, mic was very phallic looking while you were showing hey. your A little your bit of shorts. a problem. Yeah, Listen. if you're watching this on YouTube, which you should for that for that moment alone. That was yeah, we you, apologize. Right? Yeah. Um, no, the shorts are, are shorter now. That's, the, that's where society's going. And uh, and I did like that reference, um, Greg, because Adam Sandler dresses like a ridiculous person, especially <laughs> when he plays basketball. But I envy it. It does remind me. I, we all, or at least I, I dressed like that, like like that when I was playing middle school basketball in 1995 too. That's fun to look right. Like. It is <laughs> what 26 years later. But no. Um, <laughs> all right, here we are. Here we are at the precipice of a brand new. Football season. We've been inching in this direction. We, you know, returned uh, to two podcasts a week last week. We had the network show last week. That all went well. Uh, and now we're back with a full week of shows once again. And this time, training camp is upon us. I mean, we've already had a couple teams report, and the NFL network is pumped up about this because uh, starting Saturday, NFL training camp coverage starts on the network. Back together Saturday, it's called. All 32 teams on the field, and we're gonna have reporters all over the place. And I don't—they're not sending us anywhere. I don't not know, not I, anywhere at all. Sometimes it shows, Mar- it shows how deep the roster is that they're—they are literally at every single camp for Saturday. So they actually got all the teams to agree to this. Not only that they're practicing because all the teams report on Tuesday and they start kind of, you know, doing the little padless practices early in the week. Everyone promises pads, Saturday, real practices, all 32 teams. Who needs to watch water polo when you can see some good old tackling? But that means they have enough, uh, quote-unquote, talent at the NFL Network to populate 32 different locations and still not nary a call to us. I know, not Greg, even Greg, close. you seem very upbeat about this, but I, I would view it as um, somewhat <laughs> ominous that we weren't even – it wasn't even a suggestion that we be included in the coverage. I'll take my last couple weekends with the family and, or go to the beach or with you guys. So whatever we're going to do with it, I'll take it while, if they're giving it to me. I do wonder about that. I mean, I feel like when we do go to these league events, um, whether it's the owners' meetings or you go to the Super Bowl and we're at Radio Row and we get the chance to interview people, uh, we just made news a couple weeks ago, as you recall, with an interview. Baker. Yeah, uh, with uh, Baker. And it's like Bubba Baker. And it's like, you know, get get us out there. Put me in, coach. But hey, listen, we're working. That's fine. We got a job. We're, pl- we're, pl- no we're plenty busy. We've had some good uh, updates on the network show uh, for the season that we'll let our listeners uh, hear about later. So, yes, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I do like that there's no excuse this year, Dan, because you always point out that year the Lions showed up late. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people this. thought it was because their preseason game was the latest, but now they got everyone <laughs> to come in on the exact same day. Start practice. You know, everyone's coming in Tuesday. That's not in the Hall of Fame game officially. That's because that's the ATN podcast started snitching on these teams. And <laughs> yeah. I want you to go back in the archives and find one team that we called out for showing up to camp late and then tell me if they hoisted the Lombardi come February. I mean, uh, show me when the Lions, you know, last won a playoff game, please. It's because they don't report on time. <laughs> All right. Enough of that malarkey. Big show coming up today. It's a big news show. As we predicted last week, the the trickle began uh, last week, and now it's a full-on waterfall of news around the NFL, and it's going to continue. So that's kind of exciting for us. We waded through the offseason, did the grinding, and now we get to talk about some real football news. So without further ado, Sizzler, you want to get into it? We have no choice but to. I mean, there's like 88 news items, so proceed. All right, hit the news, Ricky. The Mark Sessler Freedom Tour 21 is over. <laughs> oh, look at the freedom disappearing. Mark, that is, that's a tough sitch for you, and I really want to know who's screaming there. You have two young sons, so it's not them. Is it it's Simone or is it someone else? It was a female. Um, I'll need to do more investigation on that. It, it threw me as well. But it is over. It is. Here we go. We're diving in. See you come up for air come February. Ricky already trying to get on us before we started about her 30th birthday falling right before the uh, Super Bowl this year. As if we're going to start rallying around that date and start planning something. (laughs) Not Uh, my problem. Families, kids, a full football season, unrest at the company. I, I, I'm going to do my best to be at the event, but it seemed like she wanted us to organize. It, no, I mean, was... attendance is all you could really ask of us. I mean, I do. I understand that, like, especially women when they, you know, maybe some guys. Careful, but it's, no, I'm just saying that this isn't this is not, you know, it's not in an accusation. <laughs> it's just a, an observation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, no, when women get into their 30s, it's like their birthdays become not a day, but it's like not even a week, but multiple weeks of celebrations and parties where it's like, slow down just a little bit. Now, with this one, Erica, it's special. I'm, I'm happy for you. We will do our best to, to be there. Ricky? This is just ridiculous because I'm just saying my 30th birthday, it's a very big birthday, happens to be, you know, the Thursday, Friday before Super Bowl Sunday. It's perfect. So I'm just putting it on your radar now. We will be going to Mexico or, you know, I'm thinking Cancun, maybe the weekend after, and just putting it on your radar now. You guys have families. You can't just, you know, drop and, and leave. So, you know, letting you you old men plan because you guys need the time. Well, you made us very aware. Thank you. I, was, I mentioned before the show, this is the difference between Ricky's generation and and ours, um, or me and, and Greg. Uh, Mark is more the boomer. Uh, no, generation. not accurate. <laughs> but on my 30th birthday, it was the middle of a recession, and I was deeply unemployed, and I sat in a, bar, in a bar in Bay Ridge, New York, in Brooklyn, called The Wicked Monk, and had a, had a pint of beer, and I was trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do, as New York was rejecting me over and over again. <laughs> mm. And I was like, what am I going to do? And it was shortly after that that I dug out an old business card out of my wallet uh, of an old friend who was working out in California at the NFL, and the rest was history. So 
30, Ricky, is a time of introspection. Uh, but I want to just say to you, Ricky, you're doing very well where you are in your life. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Yeah. And and you were doing well then, too. You know, it all led to, to here. Well, I had Emily with me, my right. beautiful wife. And that, and that was a major part. Find someone and don't let go. Let's get to the news. Well, according to you, when I was 30, I was watching the Statue of Liberty being built on Ellis Island. <laughs> I'm not that much older than you. Anyways. You were part of the Americans that were lobbying with the French about how to, to ship the, the statue over. All right, here we go. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. This is where we're at. This tweet from Ian Rappaport shortly before 1 p.m. Eastern time today. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has indicated to people close to him that he does plan to play for Green Bay this season, sources say. That is the expectation. Many factors at play, Ian tweets. But with GM Brian Gutekunst saying he is, quote, hopeful for a positive outcome, that out of a shareholders press conference meeting thing that went down today, there is a glimmer of optimism. And uh, Mark, it, it feels like, and there are a lot of there are unhappy people in the building in Green Bay, that if you just get the big guy back where he needs to be, Everything else will fall into place for the Packers. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I guess for us and anyone tracking this for tirelessly for months, it's sort of like, why did why what did what did you just drag us through this this uh, absurdity? Um, but you know, there, it was an interesting couple of days too before these tweets came out today. There was the um, the Last Dance um, co tweet by Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers, which I think people were like, "What does co-tweet. that mean?" Well, Wait, but why did people say what did that mean? I thought that was a very clear response, and and I and granted, I wouldn't have like, you know, bet my house on it. But it seemed to be like I'm coming back, dummies. Like that was it. I, we're gonna do the if last. You're familiar dance. with Me the last Devante dance. Adams together. Right. That it was would suggest it. that. I think. Yeah. It, like, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty strong suggestion. I saw like you know, pro football talk was like, why are they sending out these things that are big mysteries? And they were just feeling dumb because they they sent out a whole post. That said how Vegas like took down uh, the bets and it was a stupid thing to talk about. You know, right. people, there's somehow a rumor got started like er, late last week that like that he wasn't coming back and they took it down in Vegas. And it was stupid to aggregate that. You know, it was stupid to talk about that. That meant nothing. And uh, and Rogers like immediately responded. Right. I like I like Greg, you know, as he gets farther away from his PFT days and his blogging days at NFL.com. He's the aggregation police. And he will tell you whether or not you have been uh, successful in your attempts, by the way. And it's true about the last dance. And people should remember this because everybody watched that uh, miniseries last year in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, And I read the book as well, which was highly um, recommended by Chris Wessling himself and go look up uh, Chris Wessling's book, sports book recommendations. I will uh, retweet it if you want to see some of them. But the story of the Bulls and that Jordan era was the toxic relationship between Jordan and his GM. And it was uh, Jerry Krause with the Bulls was so ugly and is so rooted in ego on both sides and, and money, of course, that uh, Jordan made it official uh, that they were going to be breaking up. This was his last season there. Uh, Phil Jackson, the coach at the time, also, he was walking away after that season. And it was very well known, hence the last dance, that this was it. So this is what Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers potentially see as their last season in Green Bay. And frankly, it makes sense, right, Mark? Because yeah. you do have Jordan Love there. You do have an aging quarterback. You have a lot of bad blood. Uh, make this the last go around and see if you can get it done. 
Uh, and because you're also attached to a very talented team that's won 26 regular season games over the last two years, I think the system is good for Aaron Rodgers. Like, why? what is the other option? Because I think, you know, unless a trade becomes less and less of a possibility at this point, this late in the year, so are you going to sit out the season? I think that you, yeah, you go for it one more time. You you were minutes away from making the Super Bowl. And, and, <laughs> so and yeah. Go ahead. Man. I don't know. I'm just going to say, I think if you're Aaron Rodgers, like your Q rating tumbles if you walk away from football. I mean, you have a lot to prove. I mean, this is a, pl- a player that's won one Super Bowl. When you love you love playing football if you're Aaron Rodgers, ultimately. It's like, what are you really out here on earth to do? You know you only have a couple more years. You want to? It's not like he's not competitive. You know, you can just look at his results and, and know how much he wants to do it. And he, he did his best. To get something out of this whole uh, mess, and he made it clear where he's at, I suspect that he will get something official from the Packers in exchange for showing up. And whether that's a little bit of money, but more likely some combination of money, and more importantly, a guarantee that he can be a free agent after this season. Um, I, I don't know how they do that exactly, like the structure of their contract, or they just tell him that. Mm. Whatever it is, I think he's going to – it's going to be his last dance in a way that it's not going to be for De- – that's not going to be Devontae Adams' choice to be his last dance, I don't think. Like Devontae Adams, they have the franchise tag for him next year. That's nice. It's probably going to be Rodgers and um, Adams together one last time. But like Scottie Pippen, I, you know, I don't know if it's going to be up to Devontae Adams whether it's his last dance. I do think if nothing else – why we wasted all this time, Mark, and we, you know, we did, you know, in terms of the media, he's going to get that. Like, he's going to get something where it's like Tom Brady basically knew he had his freedom in his last season in New England if he wanted it, and this will just be a little more public. I think the one thing with Rodgers that still is out there along with any money side is that the Packers are run differently than other teams, and he is displeased with how they're run. And he looks at what Tom Brady's experienced over the last year and how much say he has in Tampa and how much pull he had last year in bringing certain players there that Rodgers doesn't have that. Is that and what this is about? I, I think that is, that is absolutely I thought this was part just of the about reason. His, his feelings at its, at its core, the Jordan Love draft pick, was such an egregious lack of respect showed to him that it poisoned the relationship with a, a famously touchy superstar athlete. I, I didn't. I haven't heard it being about why don't I have more power in this organization in terms of personnel, uh, but may, maybe I missed that. I mean, there are there are like reports out there along those lines yeah. that he is, uh, you no, know, I, not I happy with the way the organization has treated him, and it's and, not that different than sort of what happened to Brett Favre down the stretch to some degree. There are obviously, you know little parts of it are, that are different. But Aaron Rodgers is not happy inside the Packers but, organization. Cry me a river, Aaron Rodgers. Like, you really think you're part of a dysfunctional organization when you've won 26 regular season games in the last two years? I mean, we can't we can't keep going over this. But my level of sympathy <laughs> for Aaron Rodgers is non-existent. Well, that's and fair. Greg, the point you made, if there's going to be some type of concession made between the Packers and Rodgers to get him on the field... I could see that. I don't see it going as far as them letting him out of the contract after the year because he's just way too valuable as a trade asset to get them to the next phase of their organization if they mm. do move on. But maybe it's a handshake agreement that we will move you in a trade, we promise, and won't pull any of that. You're reporting uh, to our camp because we're not trading you business that he got hit with this year. I thought the Packers have really handled this well, frankly, considering how how you know uh, the TNT laid in all around the organization I feel like they've said the right things overall uh, to keep this from getting to a 
total divorce breakdown point. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be like a lot of trust, though. So it's going to have to be something very specific. You, you raise a great point is like, why would they want to give up him at, at the possible trade assets uh, that he could get? That's complicated. I don't I don't have a I don't have a good answer for that. But I did find it interesting that again, PFT and this this was, you know, very interesting reporting to see this weekend that like the Broncos and other teams, it's like, were they really going to give up three firsts or whatever it was going to be? Plus, and here were some specific numbers being thrown out of what Rodgers probably wanted, which was 90 guaranteed over two years, which basically the Mahomes average, but guaranteed for about two years. Hmm. Um, and, and I, and you keep hearing these things of like, well, it, it definitely wasn't about the money with green Bay. And like, I get that and stuff, but I bet if they had offered him 90 guaranteed over the next two years, he would have taken it. So you can say it's not about the money, but it's partly about the money because the money could have fixed it. And I don't think the Packers were particular. I think what they've shown is they were not interested in fixing it in the way, however, Aaron Rodgers had wanted, right. which would be like going back to this never happening. They were not interested in that. Uh, speaking of superstar uh, quarterbacks with uncertain futures, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reports the Texans are willing to trade Deshaun Watson and could be seeking three first-round draft picks in exchange for the quarterback. This comes uh, after an earlier report from Rap Sheet on Monday that Watson is expected to report to Texans training camp. Uh, He has not been put on the commissioner's exempt list uh, as of right now. Of course, a police investigation into sexual misconduct allegations against Watson remains open. 22 lawsuits against him are pending. So that is still, he could end up on an exempt list, I imagine. He could be suspended. Uh, He could go to prison. We don't know what could happen here. The outcomes are all over the place. But Watson is doing his uh, due diligence uh, from his standpoint. He's reporting uh, Greg so he doesn't catch catch any fines from the Texans. And it also, from his standpoint, as murky as things are, it advances towards his goal of ending up on a new team. Uh, This is a step towards that. You get in the building and hopefully some things start shaking loose. Well, Dan, you smartly brought this up last week of like something's got to break. You know, when we talked about it on our TV show and and he is by the time we've reported this, he he did show up and Rapshi or Tom Pelissero, I forget which one it was, you know, said, you know, he was polite or they used that word or something like they He wasn't like, you know, breaking down things in the in the you know lobby, but he's made it clear through his representatives. He's still. Uh, wants it off the team and it just felt like well this okay he made the first move and that made sense from his perspective it, but this was the morning that like that suddenly it just was put out there and I don't know if it's the team pushing this or it's Watson or it's both they're kind of on the same page here that they want him to be elsewhere that it's like okay here's what we want we want like full price for Deshaun Watson and um, I, you guys like uh, hey, by the way, not the last three or four months. Like, has it been long enough that you guys forgot about that? Because like, nothing's changed. Right. Like, nothing's changed, and and both Tom and Ian, I was really surprised they like editorialized and said like, this is how much they'd want, and that he that like that's like, and it'd be worth it. And I'd be like, and I was, I'm just thinking like, what are we deciding here? Like, think of all the. First of all, think of the like the women that are hearing these reports that he's worth it when you have these sexual assault cases pending. Like what what have we gone through the last four years here if like we're doing that and how people are gonna see that sort of news that we've basically ignored it when it's 
it's totally pending. Nothing has been settled. If this is all after the suspension and or after he's settled his cases, okay, then you start can, moving on and talking about like what is what is next for Deshaun Watson. But in my mind, it's like we're we're putting the hey, uh, what is the you know the the hay in front of the barn? I don't know what it is, but it's crazy to me that we're doing that <laughs> we're talking about this cart. now. The, the horse, horse in front, front of the, the cart. cart. The so hay is bad. in the barn right. when something so is decided. It's okay. Looking like a true farmer, Greg. Um, <laughs> I am with you, though. I'm with you. Too it's fired it's up, sitting sorry. in such a murky place that, like, even from a pure football angle, like, I don't think the Texans are in a great position to ask for what they're asking on any level. But, like, how does another organization show any overt interest in trading for a player in the situation? Is Even if you want to say, look, he signed through, what, 2025, then maybe it's a really rough first year but if you want that asset you go get it but i just think that from an organizational standpoint how do you explain that to the women in your organization um to anyone to your fan base that we're bringing this guy in it's the texans problem right now and i don't think it's quite that easy just to dish it off onto someone else even as good as the player is it's just sitting in too weird of a place you know i think what with with the reporting here i think it all again goes back to everyone is kind of uncertain how to even approach this situation and it's such a big story involving such a high level player that you I guess you're as a, a football newsbreaker like Tom and Ian are you're you're putting it out there that there are conversations potentially happening with teams and the Texans at this point and what the value of the trade was but then like how do you how do you combine that element of the story with the very real a situation involving these very serious allegations. It's it's just very messy, and it has been from the start. And one thing for me, like now you think about the Texans. If the Texans have now decided, because they were earlier this offseason, not about it. They're, they did not want to trade Deshaun Watson. They knew he wanted out, but they had hoped uh, with their new um, power structure in place that maybe they could convince the superstar who's 26 years old to stay home and, and happily ever after for everyone. If they now, if they've now resigned themselves to, we don't, we don't have a future with this guy. Like, why are you even having him in the building? Like what, can't you say to him, listen, we won't find you, but don't come in. Like, because Good what right. is his, what is his presence in that building uh, in terms of David Culley, first-year head coach who's waited his whole life for this opportunity. Well, you want to talk about distractions. I mean, that's the lowest Will he stay ball. there? I, I think that's I mean, a great point Is he going to be question. in that building? Is he going to well, be also, taking first-team reps? Like, what What are we doing here with Deshaun Watson in that building with everything that's going on? Well, if you're a starting quarterback, there are requirements for media availability. Do, you, do we want Deshaun Watson in front of a microphone talking to people? I couldn't agree more with you on that front. I mean— it, to me, it's just the. It was one of the most awkward um, updates of the off season to find out that he is now back in the building working with the quarterbacks. I just, it, I was driving my car and nearly went off the road. I didn't understand how this was right. happening. <laughs> like maybe, it, and maybe this is his way and his representative. Obviously, this is all planned out of pushing the Texans or the NFL to not let him in the building to say, okay, you, we're not going to take away your pay, but stay away. And, and we'll see, maybe that is, maybe that's how it plays out. But this whole like, okay, now he's for sale. This is how much he'd cost three first round picks plus, And, and he, and it should be that much for that calorie. Okay. If you want to go to the should be, then say, then I say no, like, like, first of all, are you putting a, a like a first round pick price on, 
like a serial sexual assault cases? Like, does the, the your your picks change based on someone who is in the process of being a se- serial sexual assaulter? I, I guess that's what you're kind of saying. And then I would say when it's when it is unsettled, if you do want to go there, then no, like you're not the same guy. You don't have the same value. If if someone was gonna, if some team was gonna be bold enough, whatever word you want to use to do it now when everything it's uncertain. No, man, like everything about you and your value has changed. So I I don't know. I don't get it. And I don't think, I don't think teams would be that stupid. And my last, my last thought on it. And if you remember, this feels like a million years ago, but very early on before the allegations came to light, but after he had uh, leaked to the media that he wanted out of Houston, I remember the Jets popping up right away in a news report that he would go to the Jets and all this, and everybody, fans like me, were you know rubbing our hands together, all excited. The Jets obviously went in a different direction now with the number two overall pick, but you hear team the Eagles, you hear the Broncos, you hear the Dolphins all connected potentially to a trade. If you're a fan of those teams, and I, this isn't even a judgment zone, I'm just I'm wondering, I'm legitimately curious uh, if you want Deshaun Watson uh, on your team uh, or if this is a guy all this stuff around him. You don't want him anywhere near your team. I I kind of think I know the answer, even if some people won't say it out loud, but that's. Well, I think you're going to have different opinions in uh, in the fan base. It's going to be split, but there are going to be people that would say, yes, they do. Right. I think, I think it's a totally fair thing to ask. And I think different people in the organization and fans would feel differently about it. But here's what I think is inarguably that there would be a more, uh, consensus when everything's settled. Yeah, that's... Like they, there'll be a consensus of what to do next year or whenever this is yep. settled. And in the meantime, yep. you're bringing it on yourself. Yep. Maybe just hit pause. Maybe just hit pause. In other news, Chandler Jones, great pass rusher. Been great for years. And with J.J. Watt now in the building in Arizona, you have a, a great bookend set up there for the Cardinals to beef up their pass rush in 2021. However, (laughs) ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported Sunday that Chandler Jones has requested a trade from the Cardinals. Uh, Arizona, according to ESPN, does not want to move the star pass rusher. They expect him to report to camp. Um, However, they would save a ton of money if they did trade him, $15.5 million. Uh, So you can't rule that out. He's age 31. I believe he missed most of last season. Uh, am I correct there? Yeah, he played yeah. five games, I think. Um, but still, uh, a guy that a lot of teams would take a chance on, I think, to regain his form. He's not too old. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on Chandler Jones? Well, I guess it's it's a shame because the concept wasn't just you know let's get a latter stages JJ Watt. It was pairing Jones and Watt together, and suddenly you look at that defense very differently. And it wasn't his best year last year, but Chandler Jones has been really consistent and I think someone that if you're a Patriots fan you're thinking why did we get rid of this guy because he really was great in Arizona but you know for me it's like put me in carbonite and wake me up when we find out what happens because some of these little <laughs> these all the this, reference well just some of this business where it's like you know all the ins and outs yeah. um if he gets traded great tell me what happened tell me where he goes I'll you we did you know. talk about this one back in um yes I believe you June brought it up this was on your radar Greg it, it was back when it is one of these few ones, and I'd throw Xavier Howard in there too. That I, it, I do think there's a chance that Chandler Jones is traded for a draft pick or or whatever it's going to be before the season. I, I just, it depending on how much of a stink he wants to make about it, and now we're finding out that he really does. And it, I, 
it goes back to the DeAndre Hopkins contract uh, reportedly that when they brought in Hopkins and gave Hopkins all this money without him playing a down for Arizona, when Hopkins had like three years left on his deal, Chandler Jones was like, I've been wanting this deal for a while, bro. And I I think it would be easier to trade if not for that one month of play he had last year. It happened to be like maybe the worst month of his career. And it's such a small sample size, but he was not like an impact player for about four or five games. And then he tore his biceps, which is not an injury you worry about long term. But that does cloud the picture a little. I'm sure that like the Ravens or the Dolphins or some team would like be like, you want a second round pick for Jones? We'll do it today. But I, I don't know if the, the Cardinals would be. You, would be like you definitely have 12 to 13 players on every roster who are quietly stewing over <laughs> right. what someone in their own position room makes. I mean, this stuff has to be going on all the time. It happens in yeah. real jobs. It happens I was going to say, it happens everywhere. Um, and for what it's worth, Jones was, uh, according to PFF, the 15th highest graded edge rusher in 2019. I was going to say, you said second round pick because obviously uh, my New York Jets have not had a premier edge rusher since John Abraham, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 2006. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe a third rounder I'd give up. Maybe uh, third. I'm just saying little... he, if... I'm sure, unlike a lot of these guys, when this comes up, I am sure that multiple teams would give up a pick for him. I don't know if it's second or third or whatever, but I think they would give a shot, give him two or three years guaranteed money, and hope for the best. Uh, In other news, Michael Thomas, the star wide receiver of the Saints, his season was completely wrecked by an ankle injury suffered way back in week one of 2020. That ankle has continued to give him issues, and he had surgery in June. And uh, as a result of the rehab that comes after a serious uh, inju- uh, surgery to repair the ligament damage in there, uh, he could be missing the start of the regular season, and he could potentially miss significant time. And this latest from New Orleans Football's Nick Underhill said that Thomas will need six to eight weeks for the ligament to heal. And again, the surgery was in June. And then another six to eight weeks to get it in shape where he can run and cut effectively, close quote. You do the math there. I'm not doing it, Greg. But if you do the math there, uh, who knows? Maybe he's coming back in October. um, And is he the same guy? You worry about an injury like this. Well, this one was on your radar a little bit, uh, Sessler, wasn't it? That the mic, there's like spin some behind the scenes. We're not totally thrilled with Michael Thomas talk in new orleans you know obviously the like punching the teammates not a great thing uh getting you know getting suspended for a big game by your coach that's probably a bad sign some knucklehead stuff um and then there was some like delaying of surgery perhaps in this case he had he had multiple surgeries this offseason he um he had surgery uh elsewhere in january and they and supposedly according to pft they kind of wanted him to get the ankle thing but he was told he could maybe rehab it and then he gets it in June, and now he's going to miss five weeks of the season. And he didn't look great last year either. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm with you. I think that the the Michael Thomas experience has probably gone off a cliff a little bit over the last calendar year. I mean, for all the things you mentioned. But I look at the team, too, and like one thing that I think I mentioned on our TV show, Sean Payton, I think he likes challenges. He wants... Uh, he, he's like, look, at, I'm up for it. I'll take Jameis Winston and fix him. Um, I'll turn a, you know, a, 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 a jackknife player into a starting quarterback if I need to. But there isn't a lot going on here at this wide receiver position. Like, Traquan Smith, 
Deontay Harris. I like Deontay Harris. Marcus Callaway, little Jordan Humphrey. But suddenly it's like Alvin <laughs> Kamara is going to be catching a ton of passes. And, you know, my guy Adam Troutman, who I like, I mean, he didn't really, he didn't get, he wasn't put into a role last year as a big pass catcher. He was more of a, he can do that. He did it in college, but now you're asking him to do it right away. So this offense to me is some shaky scenarios. And if you're the Bucks, you're thinking, absolutely. Are you, your quarterback is gone. Your roster's in a, in a bizarre place. We are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to eat you. I totally forgot about the Lil in front of Jordan Humphrey. And I think you got to lose the Lil. I no, think, I like it. It listen, definitely sounds the most of any player in the NFL like a name Mark wrote, made up. <laughs> I really like it. I thought you were being condescending at first. And I was like, oh, wait a second. And then it rang the bell that he is indeed. He goes by Lil Jordan Humphrey. And I, uh, the reason I say it is in entertainment. Now I'm going to bring up an example. Lil Bow Wow. Lil Bow Wow, huge, huge rapper, uh, boy <laughs> rapper of his time. And then, the, then he started to grow up and I think he had a conversation with Snoop or somebody and they were like, yo, bro, gotta lose the Lil if you want to age into the next demographic. So he did. And Bow Wow uh, ended up having uh, hit songs with the likes of... Uh, Russell Wilson's wife. Wait, we don't have any issues with Bow Wow as a name. I mean, Bow Sierra. Wow as a as a name is also questionable. I think. So wait, my, I my mean, point w- being, wait, he goes to Snoop for the name change advice. I mean, his dad is Master P. His dad yes. is Master P. So that's true. Go to dad. Maybe, go to but dad. I believe he has an association with Snoop. Snoop was part of. Oh, they part played of, football part of together. The no I think. Yeah, but, oh yeah, I think Snoop he was, was his football coach or something. Snoop was part listen, of the crew too. He was in No Limit. It's worked for it's worked for Little Wayne and another New Orleans guy. Um, you know, Little Wayne. He's kept it. Wait, is 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 never sounded Little Wayne. Lil, Lil Wayne, um, you know, we've never sounded uh, whiter, but yeah, I do love, I do love the idea of Lil Jordan Humphrey being like a key part of this offense. I mean, it, it, the names are crazy. Traquan Smith is like their number one ride receiver by far. Mm-hmm. Wait That's, a second. It's, it's Get back crazy. to Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is like four feet tall. He's legitimately a little man. So yeah, that, it's a descriptor. I feel like you could yeah. stick. Right. I'm yeah, just saying. Maybe. Dan, I, I would, what if I Venmo, I will Venmo you $75 to go into your um, onto Twitter and change your name for one week to Lil Dan Hansis. <laughs> and don't make any comment about it. Don't say anything about it to anyone. I could be like Little G. How Little much? G. I, Little G works. Little, it little 60. It fits more for Greg. Little 60. Yeah, I'm a little man. I'm probably about the same height as uh, Little Wayne. So, According to Wikipedia, Lil Wayne is uh, five foot five. But you, yeah, know, you usually add a couple inches to entertainers. So he's probably five three. You do? I'm 5'6 if you round Typically. up, but it's more like five, it's 5'5, five, five, three quarters, you know, right there. Anyway, I'm just saying Jordan Humphrey, I'm more comf- <laughs> I'm more confident in him. And by the way, when you're 6'4. Oh, Jordan, Jordan, little Jordan Humphrey, 6'4? Six, 6'4. Four? Six, four. Well, that's the oh joke that's really well. I think it works very well. Yeah, it's that's a, nice a problem. All right, if, moving th- on. This team could stink, right? Couldn't the Saints they could. stink? They could I definitely don't know. stink. Jameis has got, you're going to have a good offensive line and running game in theory. But that is it is really adding up the degree of difficulty scale because I right. I was already worried this defense might totally collapse, which is which has happened for the Saints defense under Dennis Allen before. It's been a few years, but I thought the defense might be pretty bad too. David Onyemata suspended, Marshawn Lattimore potentially suspended. You have a complete unrest at quarterback. Michael Thomas is a is a wreck right now. It's the recipe is there for. I was going to say seven and nine, but let's say 
eight and nine. Oh so. man, I mean, I think the recipe <laughs> in a worst case scenario is there for like six and eleven. Uh, I mean, okay. I could see it either way, but I I was reading Football Outsiders. The Saints, sec- and I noticed, like, as much as we made fun of Drew Brees, it's like their offense did move the ball. Like, he was still somehow in the top 10 in per play. Like, they picked up, they were boring to watch. They were not, a, he was not like a great quarterback, but like, they were a, still like a borderline top 10 offense. Like, they have a long way that they could go down in terms of production. Hey, it's all on your boy, Jameis. Yikes. What could go wrong? I don't really like, um, you know, Teddy. I'm rooting for Teddy. You root for the, you root for players. Jameis, I think, is better than people, um, you know, believe uh, that he's a better he's a better player than he's been given credit for. But I'm not sure he's gonna like come in and save also, save the world. I mean, <laughs> we've talked about Big Ben before, and a lot of the reasons why yeah, I know you yeah. dislike Big yeah. Ben is some of the off the field things that happened in his life. Well, Jameis had some unfortunate situations, and I'm not talking about either. the crabs. No, no, you're right. No. There there were some off field. You're right. Issues, All right. blemishes. But I did dust off the old. I wrote something about Jameis, and I put him in making the leap anyways. Here, am I, here I am talking both sides. Oh, right come now. on. I did break out the old stat. Um, <laughs> I just love always checking this. In yards per attempt, career, he's tied for fifth all time. So he's, you know, and he's started 70 games. That's not in a small sample. So he's ahead of, like, Matt Ryan. He's ahead of Matthew Stafford. He's ahead of Tom Brady. So I'm just Hasn't he already made saying. the leap, though, Greg? What is he leaping to? I mean, he's been like a... He's like time productive starter improving from one year to the next. You know, I, this is the first time I ever was just picked one per team and it gets, it's like him or Troutman and you, you stole Troutman on the (laughs) TV shows. Troutman. All right. uh, We got to do it. It's that time of the show. It's that time of world history. COVID talk. We'll start with the Indianapolis Colts. Coach Frank Reich has tested positive for COVID-19 Despite the fact that he's been vaccinated, uh, Reich said in a statement the following, I'm fortunate to be fully vaccinated and I'm asymptomatic. I'm feeling well and I'm looking forward to returning as soon as I'm medically cleared. He can return to camp as soon as next Monday, according to Colts GM Chris Ballard. Uh, So that is uh, good news. The bad news is he tested positive for code, even though he got the he got the uh, shots. Uh, But that is popping up here and there. Um, in other COVID news. I'm just going to cycle through it, then we can react to all of it. Terrell Pryor, remember him? Yep. Former quarterback turned wide receiver. Uh, he said uh, that uh, he tweeted on Saturday night that he has a tryout lined up, but he was told that he can't take part in the tryout unless he's vaccinated, and he had this to say, now I'm torn between tough decision and finally, in the news late last week, we uh, it was reported that uh, Vikings coach Rick Dennison um, had been let go because he would not uh, get the COVID-19 vaccine, which would take him out of the uh, class group that would allow you to be in team meetings and, and uh, be able to be uh, forward fa- front facing with the players. So he wasn't going to be a part of the team. Well, that's been uh, reported after the fact to be a little bit premature that he's out uh, this uh, from. The Vikings. The Vikings continue to hold discussions with offensive line coach Rick Dennison regarding uh, protocols. At this time, coach does not have an exemption to the vaccination requirements of those protocols. We will adhere to the requirements of the protocols and of applicable law. It's, well, update. there's different rules, you know, and you, you mentioned it with the coaches. Um, we should point out, you, you know, with the players, 
there was some clarification in the, that latest memo that brought up the forfeit, how, you know, if you are vaccinated and then you, once you start testing negative again, you can return to practice in the team quicker than if, if you were unvaccinated. These are all factors. The Patriots did le- let go of a coach that has not been disputed. Uh, his name is Cole Popovich. No relation to, to Greg, who's been there for a while and was like their, off, you know, a co-offensive line coach. And he refused to get the vaccine. Uh, it's, it's pretty obvious with like a player at the end of the roster that teams aren't going to mess around. Like it doesn't surprise me with prior and I just, I just hope that like every time something like Reich pops up, and it's going to keep popping up because players who have been vaccinated are going to test positive. It's like, do we need, do we need to have a huge Twitter argument like every time this happens? I, like this is going to happen. Like it's gonna, it's gonna be part of it. It, it just is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Schefter noted that thirteen staffers and four players who were vaccinated have caught corona. So it's going to be happening all year. Um, it's something that I think we just weren't really expecting a couple months ago. It's it, we're not out of the woods on this, but I it's this is a little bit to me different than just the base argument of whether you should or should not be vaccinated. I mean, the NFL, the life of an NFL player, and what your mission is and what your job is as a team and a group of coaches is singular. You're there to win a title, and it, I just think it is it is a overt disadvantage if you have a bunch of players or people that are refusing to do it because it's like your week number one coaches want consistency they want the same thing every week they don't want surprises last year there were just daily surprises because of corona but if you got 15 to 20 players refusing to take the vaccination then you're asking for muddled um you know muddled scenarios where players are suddenly popping up with corona it's gonna be the same thing as last year and the cult's you know, they, they the, this is not a Frank Reich thing because he's vaccinated. They have only 60% of their players right now that are vaccinated. It's one right, of the which lowest is why in the you league. keep them out of the, you know, and for everyone who's trying to use this as a point of like, well, either way, it's, the, you know, they're keeping Frank Reich and anyone who's vaccinated and catches it out of the building to, pr- to protect the unvaccinated. I mean, that's what it's about right now. Right, it's protecting right. unvaccinated people and trying to just keep them safe, whether whether they're in the building or not. And a little uh, a personal note here. I have a very good friend um, down here in Texas um, who works. He's a frontline uh, medical worker. He works as a nurse, and um, he works at a major hospital in Waco, Texas. And he said the last few weeks, it's it's feeling like it's back to where it was last July. And he comes to work, and he works a 12-hour shift, and it's an entire ER filled with people that um, have COVID, and he says the large majority of them, uh, almost entirely unvaccinated people that refused uh, to get the shot and now are ill. And uh, the one uh, other note that he he added was, A, he's seeing it in younger people between this year and last year. And this, again, this is coming directly from someone that's on the front lines of this. When he was in the uh, working in those ERs in Waco last year, it was a lot of older people. And... What he's seeing now is the the disease is now hitting a younger demographic, and he was with a younger guy that he said he was with him all all day uh, the last shift he was on that it looked like he wasn't going to make it, and it's a young man who refused the vaccine, got sick, and now could die. Um, this is a very scary thing, and it's ongoing. And um, I know everyone a big part of it. Even this friend of mine is he leans in a, a a different direction than I do politically on this and morally on some level. Um, but the the idea of not getting the shot 
it puts you at greater risk of getting sick and dying. It's just, it's there and talk to people that are on the front lines and they'll tell you that even it doesn't matter what their political beliefs are. It just, it's the facts of the facts. So tough sitch, as they say, Ricky's 30th birthday is coming you up. Say, as you say, that was a sharp right turn to uh, another update there. Uh, hey, hopefully, Ricky. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, like this. So, this Super Bowl is in LA. I mean, there is something about the Olympics where they're trying to, you know, make it as good as possible for the athletes because it's not the athletes' fault. They've been training so hard, and these are great moments. But there is something about the fact, you know, I saw this like preamble during the opening ceremonies. My kids are super into the Olympics and the rock is like, we have overcome so much. We have, you know, withstood so much over the last year and a half. And now it's time to like battle. And honestly, the fact that the Olympics were a year delayed and there's still no one in the crowd and there's, and we're still dealing with it so much makes it more depressing. Yeah. You know, it's, we're like 18 months removed from when this all started. And the Olympics, for instance, are, you know, being totally impacted and that makes it more sad i don't know watching it <laughs> i had the same thought that we we thought we were kind of out of the woods and now it's all it's all still here um and it, it absolutely could affect the 2021 nfl season as well even though a couple of months ago we would have been like okay we we dodged it and now we move forward well we'll see eight o'clock delight time ricky we'll start with the dallas cowboys Trouble on both sides of the ball to Marcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper. Both expected to be out until after the second preseason game for the Cowboys. There's only three of those this year, which takes us close to the season. Mark, we worried? Well, I mean, it was an, it was an ankle situation for Cooper. The back thing for Lawrence sounds like it was an entire offseason journey for him. But they will be ready for week one. So worried is not the word I'd use. I'm not staying up all, all night thinking about it. <laughs> In other NFC East news, Steven Nelson has a job. The Eagles signed the cornerback to a one-year deal worth more than $4 million. Greg, this is another one of those signings late in the process where you look at the year and the, the commitment from the team and the players' ability, and you're like, ah, there's some real value to ads to be made uh, at yeah, this stage of the game. Yeah, he's a capable starter. Darius Slay, like, pushed for it, and they got him signed. Like, I, I am convinced. Okay, I'm back on the Eagles bandwagon. Let's do it. Oh, you're in. Let's do it. Right, okay. Uh, a trade went down. Over the weekend, the Texans acquired wide receiver Anthony Miller from the Bears. There was also a late-round pick swap involved. Uh, Mark, uh, Miller was in the doghouse of Matt Nagy. What does that mean to you? Well, I think it's a good, it's a fresh start. He's never crossed 700 yards in a season. It's been a little bit of a disappointment. Never really got off the ground in Chicago. But you look at this Texans team, they have like 87 running backs and about 78 wide receivers. I mean, Nick Casero is <laughs> just like, we're going to find someone who's, who can play here. Maybe. The Bengals do business with one of their stalwarts. Sam Hubbard signs a four-year, $40 million extension. Good money for a former third-round pick, Greg. Good good contract, too. I was thinking, like, is he much different than Carl Lawson? They're kind of similar in their profiles to me. Maybe not as good a pass rusher, but a good developmental prospect who probably would have done better as a free agent next year. And finally in the news, the Rams... Hire Andy Benoit as assistant to head coach Sean McVay slash special projects. Benoit, we've crossed paths with Benoit, uh, formerly of SI, the New York Times, CBS Sports. He's going to be a researcher and second opinion for McVay. We're told, Mark, do you think this deep down is Greg Rosenthal's dream job? 
I, I do, and I think that there's probably a lot of people at NFL Media who have been cozying up um, hardcore to the Rams for a couple years who felt like they got kind of sideswiped here. They'd like to have this job. But Andy Benoit also... Um, very large fan of drinking milk. I, I don't know him at all, but I would like to get to the bottom of that. Like, apparently mm. he used to drink, like, I, Ricky said it was three gallons of milk a day, according to reports. I don't know what the Rams see. I, I don't know. Well, if, we'll have to work on that part of it. Maybe mm. not as much of a milk drinker now. That's 8 o'clock delight. Greg, um, little, not my this, like, this is like the post-game show for 8 o'clock delight. <laughs> that is true, though. Be honest, because we no. know. Remember, a couple of weeks back, uh, uh, we had a guest on the show. It's like, oh yeah, your your buddy with the Eagles uh, that you're friends with, and uh, then you made a weird point that you were closer than that guy than to me and Mark. Um, I didn't. Say that. And then, and then on top, you weren't at that show, Mark. I'll, to, I'll fill you in after the show. And then, um, you know, you have this situation pop up with the Rams, and we're right in the backyard of the Rams. Does it? Is there a part of you that this is really what we're really going for? No, this is we want to be in a front office. No, we want to be involved. No, more more work for less pay is not what I'm looking at right now in my life, and I think that's what any (laughs) anything uh, it would be with with one of these teams. Well, that's why you got to hire you know an agent that can get you you know the guap, bro. I don't think the you know, Will yeah, Greg. I think if you go into a team, you're starting. You know, you're starting at the bottom, bottom all over again. What what am I really going to offer? That was my well, thought. Like, if I were floating yeah. around like a team <laughs> team complex, like, what am I actually? Right. What what skill set would I be bringing? I don't. Well, you I know. think, and this is no disrespect to Benoit, and and good job by him. That's yes, that's absolutely. A, He's more of a tape tape dog guy and in, in right. research project. And I think he had a relationship with McVeigh going way back, writing all these articles. Who knows? He's going to do like little special you can like, homework that, assignments. I could if I put consider. my mind to it, but they're not gonna they're not gonna <laughs> pay you that much for assignment. it. And you're, you're suddenly gonna be working like seven days a week for like uh, less pay. Your 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 family forget about it. Uh, I'm not, I'm not I don't like this. Sound. You but get coaches coaches bring their dudes in. They they bring in guys they like, and he did form this relationship with them. So it's like you got to start spending time with some head coaches, Greg. That's then then they do, then you need to prove yourself as a. Sight unseen. They I mean, just, if, like if you. you want to say people have been cozying up to the Rams, there's a lot more in line ahead of me who you know don't <laughs> offer any sort of negative coverage to anything. Uh, if anyone was paying any attention, I would you know I would have said many things which would have eliminated my candidacy all right. with all these this? teams. Well, they're this? not hiring me, that's for sure. It's 2022. <laughs> Same. Okay. It's 2022. Because you're Greg, you're the one most likely to get hired in this capacity on this podcast. It's 2022. <laughs> Uh, and the Rams with Matt Stafford in the building go nuts. They win the Super Bowl, and here comes big swinging Andy Benoit into Shula's at the combine uh, with a, a huge rock on his finger, uh, and it's not an engagement ring. It's the Rams championship Super Bowl ring, okay? They came out early just to get him at the combine. Um, you see that ring. Does that change your mind, the idea that you could be walking around with a Super Bowl ring? I mean, in that scenario, have I won the lock of the week championship for a third straight season? Because I mean, that maybe that's the only hardware <laughs> I need. Or did did Apple finally give us like best new podcast again of twenty twenty two? Like it's all it's all a factor in uh, in how I would feel. All right, I find Fair it enough. absurd that you took that to your house. I was waiting for you guys to say something. I even put it there for I, our Friday show, and I was, that like, are listening, I was trying to Greg get you has, guys to respond. Greg does have the lock trophy behind him. I think that's 
a well-earned trophy, Greg. And I actually take it as a positive because you have in vain attempted to cancel the lock of the week segment um, or challenge on our uh, regular season shows. And now that you're showing off the hardware, I think you've maybe had a little bit of an about face. Well, I was back in the office and I saw it buried. It was just on the ground in that back area where there's just boxes and boxes. And I thought right. there's a there's a chance here that no one takes this. Um, and if someone's going to take it, I guess it I guess it should be me. But that's a good point. I, I, I'm trying to cancel the lock thing. If I win a third straight time, can I get get it out? I think it's on the table. OK, OK. Well, that's fair, right, Mark? Yeah, I think I mean, it's on the table. That doesn't we there's more to be discussed about it. We'll, I don't we'll think have, he's going to win it this season. All right, so how about this? Greg? No, the odds this? are against me. If if you win the lock competition for, I think it would be the third straight year. I, I don't think you've won three in a row. But no, I won two. This would two be the row. third. If you three, Pete, uh, we will um, we will put it to a vote amongst the three of us. Majority rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, good stuff. We'll be back Thursday. I'll be back in L.A. We'll be all back together one step closer uh, to be re- being reunited, fellas. And the we, NFL we Network. We are hoping to be in the studios, you know, once the season starts, For the, if any listeners are curious. Yes, that's our goal. And, uh, and, and other housekeeping news. Ricky, jump in a second, because I have seen a lot of this. There are some people, listeners, that are upset that there are some ads connected to the program right now. Mm-hmm. Just understand that that has nothing to, A, a decision that had nothing to do with us. B, uh, the ads bring zero revenue to the talent of the Around the NFL well, that's, podcast that's, or, that's for sure. or our producer. Yep, uh, we, so we see no money. We have no control over how it's really uh, rolled out. But Erica, who's excellent at her job, is on quality control to make sure it doesn't happen, uh, pop in in an unprofessional way. They try to work them as, as they are. This is a free podcast for you uh, listeners that are upset about it. And as you know, there have been some issues, unfortunate issues with downsizing at our company. And if they want to insert some ads uh, to keep this enterprise in a good place, and I'm not saying that's why they did it. I'm just saying that it's, it's a business. Just be chill about it. It has nothing to do with us selling out. It's just the way things are. And it's been a long time before since we've had ads on the show. Uh, so just enjoy that era don't don't be mad that it's over. Be ha- be happy it happened at all. And I would also say, you know, I, w- I wouldn't classify us as puppets, but we do work for like a multi-billion dollar corporation that occasionally does seem to have some control over what what we do on a day to day basis. So well, plus, if if selling pill, out please. is on the table, like sign me up. Like where <laughs> where can we sell out? Have us read the ads. Right. You know. Um, if that is going to help us, I, listen. Uh, we'll we'll pull back the curtain here. Before the, before this the, this big deal went through, there were some attempts to see, hey, how could we maybe make some more money if there is our ads involved with the show? Just shot down. It was totally. just not an option for us. It was like, okay, Scud no missile. You, you will do no. Yeah, we we sent up the Patriot missile. We'll call the Scud you. missile went right through it and said, no, no, no. You will continue to be good little boys and girls. You will do your little show. And uh, we will do what we want with you. And what what are we going to do? I mean, they're they're missing out. As anyone who listens to uh, the Justin Lick and Rosenthal Vanity Project knows, like I, when I have an ad to sell, I sell it, baby. <laughs> you know how you guys can help us is leave some more iTunes reviews for our show. It really does help and talk oh, about yeah. you know being the best That's new true. podcast of 2022. Um, the more reviews <laughs> that pop in category. there. 
it it populates us higher in you know apple podcasts so it'd be very very helpful fyi <laughs> we don't get paid for good reviews either so there's That's just true. no channel to money coming our way <laughs> all right there you go that's the update thanks to everybody for listening both today and for all the years that have passed and all the years to come that's the plan here but we don't have control over it there's very little control <laughs> don't you understand that's what we're getting out of here we're just doing our best all right that's it Dan Hansen signing off for <laughs> Quiet Storm, the old boss, Ricky Hollywood, who's turning 30 in a few months, so start planning. Until Thursday, heed the call.